Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of X Marks the Box, episode 3. We just got past E3, Xbox have revealed pretty much everything, they kind of gave us all the news we could handle, and now we're kind of in the dry spell, I guess, of, uh, of Xbox news. Uh, there's a couple of things we want to discuss today, we got a, we both got our own personal reviews, so I'm here with Alice. Hello. Alright, so we both we got both reviewed something that's been updated by Xbox or Microsoft, and we will get into that later on in the show in the news section. Mm. Uh, but as per usual, we're going to start off with what we've been playing. So, what have you been playing, Alice? Well, as someone who's got a Game Pass for a few months and let it letting it automatically renew and have all the games at my disposal, all I've been playing this month is playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, so you've been playing the new uh, Cliffs and Caves update, which is the game I was referring to, which we will discuss in further detail. But yeah, are you, is, are you enjoying it? Yeah, because right now I just moved over to the new flat and I could move my Mac Xbox over at the moment. So I've been playing Minecraft on Switch and my, my iPad through. Minecraft Wams, which is shared by my friend. So it's more more to do of that uh, later on. So yeah, I mean, so also later on in the show, I will be discussing season seven of the Master Chief Collection, which is what I've been playing a lot of. Uh, so there's a lot of new updates for the Master Chief Collection and for Minecraft with the Caves and uh, Cliffs. Also. I want to briefly uh, touch on that I've been playing Doom Eternal. I've been stuck on this one level of Doom Eternal for about six months, and I've Mm. only just got past it. I don't know if it's because of ray tracing. I don't think it is. (laughs) Uh, I don't think ray tracing really helps when it comes to uh, your shooting skills. Uh, Basically, the new update for Doom Eternal, where you can have 4K ray tracing, 60 frames a second... Or you could do 120 frames per second without ray tracing. Uh, is now available. It's a very cool update. Apparently, PS5 owners are having issues with it. I don't really know much about it, but if you're listening to this Xbox podcast, I'm assuming you will be playing it on Game Pass or Xbox. I would imagine or PC. Uh, so hopefully, you don't have any issues. Uh, I think it looks great. I mean, it just looks prettier. It plays well and it looks prettier. Um, I've but- also been. Pl- does it uh, help you with uh, completing a level on it? I, I guess. Because it's a level I've been stuck on for six months and then suddenly I beat it as soon as I put ray tracing on. I don't I don't think there's a correlation. I think that's just a coincidence. But uh, yeah, <laughs> finally getting through it. I'm, I don't know what I've done differently. I, I guess just having a break from the game has made me better at it. I don't know. Yeah, definitely pretty go- much a six month break actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think as soon as the uh, podcast ends tonight, I will be going back to Doom and maybe even finishing it tonight. I hope so because I'm about. I think I'm quite close to the end, and I've just been stuck in this one room, this one little corridor area that's just been bothering me for like months now, and I finally got past it. I don't even know what I did differently. It's very strange. Uh, yeah, so I'll be playing Doom Eternal, the new update. I recommend trying it out if you uh, want to see what a 4K ray tracing, 60 frames per second game looks like. Uh, it is beautiful, and it definitely pushes the Xbox Series X to the limit, which I love. Yeah, the Doom Eternal, because I've been playing a few oh, levels in it, and I get that some of the platforms are just like really tricky there. So 
Yeah, um, the platforming's not great. <laughs> it's really difficult because I know you just like get some of the parts of the walls where you had to climb in, but not all of them. It's just like that easy to see. But I did manage to yeah. get into a secret area. You get the those things completed. I just tested the waters a bit and then had to get through the account sign up, which it forced, tries to force you to use Professor.net account, but then yeah. I went offline, skipped it, and just went on to play the single player because that's all I care about about the Eternal. No, I, I did the same thing. I, I think I don't remember ever signing into Professor.net anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I really think it's a good game, Doom Eternal. The platforming is a bit off, but. I think platforming in first person is just not a good thing in general, to be honest. You can't quite get it right. Um, it's still a lot of fun. It rem- it's, it's got the similar kind of mechanics of like the Halo games, where yeah. each enemy each enemy has his like own strengths and weaknesses, and you need to kind of match up the weapons to compete against them, and you've got to mix up your strategies. Well, actually, it's kind of a bit simple like that, but, but I do feel it's that... It's a kind of game that, if you're not too careful, you can get, well, killed a lot. And I had oh, yeah. many deaths. I had one or two deaths on the very first level. But then I just yeah. learned one thing. That is, you have to keep moving or else you get killed. That's yeah. pretty much what the Eternal gets you to do. You go around it's... kill enemies in a full circle. With uh, Doom Eternal, it's uh, very... Uh, as you said, you got to be move. It's a lot of movement based, but it's also about being aggressive. You can't just sit back. You need to get involved in the fight. You need to get your chainsaw out and uh, get to get all your ammo and health back and all that. It's uh, it is it, it rewards being aggressive as well. So you want to be aggressive and also dodge a lot and move around. It's it's fun. I really enjoy it. It doesn't reward you for being like a sniper or anything. I don't even think they have any weapons that are like snipers anyway, but it, it, it's all about getting up in the face of these monsters and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I it's think, like, a, it's I like think chess um, almost. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I, I just think the fair thing to say is it's actually more difficult than the original, which original gets the balance right, but with this one, no. it rewards you for being aggressive. And for me, I tend to take more logic into this because if you just something like go aggressive and do a lot of those things, yet you have enemies where you have to do it in specific ways, like you know those yeah. meatball monsters that come with the demons or some sort. Yes, they another ones. Yeah, those ones. If you don't deal with them quickly, they just kill you off easily, which is so unlike the original 1993 game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people say that uh, Doom 2016 is a lot more similar to the originals than mm. this one. Uh, I think I prefer this one to Doom 2016, though. I think it kind of takes a lot of the tropes and stuff and uh, and, cha- and brings it... I don't know, it feels like a new fresh coat of paint. Um, it's really hard to explain what... I, I've what they've really done. I feel like they have got the essence of what Doom is, but made it more modern. Which is kind of what I'm hoping three four three is going to do with uh, do, with uh, Halo Infinite, because I feel like Halo's gone off the tracks a bit, and I'm hoping that essentially this is the new one is like a modern Halo three. That's what I'm kind of hoping for, and like this is the model to do it. Just I, 
Yeah, you all work at the same company. Go talk to like free for free. Go talk to it. They know what they're doing when it comes to rebooting their franchises. Well, actually, they've done it right. You have to mention that they do have a mini hub. Like when you complete the level, you just jump over to the spaceship, and yeah. you can like jump between levels. But you also have more exploration. That as you collect more of those, like I think there's special shards or like, anything like that. I don't know what yeah. they're called, but. You just collect them, and it unlocks more areas for you to go through. Plus, you can get some like classic outfits. So, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's more like game. Super Mario Galaxy uh, compared to like uh, Halo Three because. Oh, uh, I, I, I just I just pictured Mario Galaxy Doom now. That makes me <laughs> laugh. <laughs> just, you're on like a big Doom, like you're just on the big Doom head, like as a spaceship. Flying around space, <laughs> you can just like defy gravity and like wee. Because like yeah. Mario Galaxy, you fly around on a big Mario head. So I'm just picturing the Doom guy's helmet, and you're just flying around on it. Oh, that would be so funny. Um, yeah, uh, Doom Eternal is awesome. If you haven't played it yet, now is the perfect time. 60 frames a second, 4K. If you want, uh, and ray tracing. If you're lucky enough to be yet have a 4K TV that does 120 frames a second, which is not very common. Uh, you could also do that, so that's awesome. Uh, well, I have a 4K cool. TV which only does uh, 120 hertz on 1080. Uh, 4K, 60 hertz only. So yeah, that's the same as me. Yeah, mine only goes up to 60 when it's in 4K. So I prefer to go 60 4K than to go 1080p 120. But I can see why people would want it the other way around. I. Mm. I'm not an FPS uh, snob. I don't honestly notice the difference very often between 60 and 120. I, I, maybe I would if I uh, paid more attention. Uh, but yeah, so Doom Eternal was one of the games I played this month, or this between episodes. Uh, then Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Escape the police in a fast car. Uh, yeah, I mean, you pick level, you race, it's done, it's pretty harmless it's a it's a nice game just to just play and get some easy achievements and just it's, it's kind of mindless just to have a podcast on in the background and drive some cars very fast I, that's what i've been doing i've been catching up with all my podcasts uh uh and i think that's a fun get a podcast game uh, like do you get those games where you like have a podcast game where it's basically you don't listen to what's going on in the game you just have podcasts on while you play it yeah, but that's I have why. games like that. Like Need for Speed is my new podcast game at the moment. It's my mindless drive around a high speeds game where I don't listen to what's actually going on. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Um, which entry in the series is that? Because there's Need for Speed Underground. So does it come after that? It's yeah. It's the remaster of the Hot Pursuit remake. So it's not the original Hot Pursuit or the original Hot Pursuit Two. It's the remake of Hot Pursuit that was on the Xbox 360 that has been remastered. It's so, a good game, but it's not as good as the originals, I don't think. So, why not just like remaster Need for Speed Underground? Because I find that to be much nicer, and you can customise your car a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I think a it... lot of people would... I think a lot of people want to do Underground. Underground 2, Most Wanted, Car, but there's some really good Need for Speed games back in the day. But yeah, they remastered a game that's fairly new it's a 360 game well i say new 360 is quite old now but compared to like the ones that people love the ps2 games and the xbox ones are the ones that 
everyone loves the classic Leave the Speed game. So I agree with you, Underground. Yeah, it's just... jam. I love Underground. <laughs> yeah, it's just particularly ridiculous because I think there's a parallel with the Fast and Furious because it starts off with some like vibrant cars that's got like really special parts in it and then it just transitions from street racing over to like heist spy stuff and this yeah, is why they need for speed gets into it <laughs> and space travel and dinosaurs that's the next fast and furious films wow John Cena. yeah <laughs> they got so we're already. talking about art uh space evolved or some sort no is yeah it? well yeah, the new Ark game's got Vin Diesel in it, so that's not even a joke. He's literally the main <laughs> character in it, so... That's yeah. Ark 2. Yes, that's the word, yeah, Ark 2. Coming exclusive to the Xbox, Vin Diesel edition. Woo! <laughs> that not was a even unleaded. Yeah, hey, hey. Yeah, I was saying before the podcast that uh, Alex always catches me out on the puns, and sometimes the puns just go right over my mm. head. So if, if I miss a pun, just let me know in the comments below and... Uh, because uh, Alice likes her puns, and I miss them a lot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it was Need for Speed. Uh, I beat Assassin's Creed 2 again. Still an amazing game. One of my favorite games of all time. And it holds up. I'd, I thought, oh, I'll give it, a, I was, I'll play it for like 10 minutes and like catch up with it and like just see what, like get my nostalgia for it. And then I just got addicted to it again and I replayed the whole game. And it's awesome. I mean, I mean yeah, you got to fight the Pope and stuff. I don't want to get into too much detail. Like spoilers for like a ten-year-old game. Um, yeah, that is definitely spoilers because yeah. I got the NCO collection and Assassin's Creed Two, and I have not started any of this stuff. Oh, it's, it it holds up really well. I'm shocked how well it holds up. I it for me, it's like the perfect balance of open world games because. Now you get stuff like Valhalla where the map is ridiculously huge and there's millions of things to do. And it's like, whereas I feel like Assassin's Creed 2, you had like one or two objectives and you could open the map up by climbing towers. Like there's, there's a lot to do, but not too much. It's not overwhelming. Like you can just, it's like, it's a lot more manageable. And I enjoyed it. The only downside with Assassin's Creed 2 is there's no uh, way of tracking your, the feather collection. And there's 100 feathers in the game. If you want to get 100% completion, you need to get all 100 feathers. And there's no, like, mm. there's no in-game tracking of that, which is a bummer. Apart from that, the game is a masterpiece, as I think. It's one of the best games ever, and it still holds up. And you really get to see well. the Pope in the pool. <laughs> the pool. Yeah, you get the Pope. Uh, you get Leonardo da Vinci. You get one of my favorite lines in video game history, where you find where you you go into the villa and you find your uncle Mario, and he goes, "Who are you?" And then he goes, "It's a me, Mario." And it, I, it's just brilliant. It's like it's, they have to reference Mario in an Assassin's Creed game. It's just the best. I think oh, that ends. I think there's got to be a part where NCO would say, "No copyright law in the universe is going to stop me." <laughs> yeah. But, so, <laughs> I need to play Brotherhood again because Brotherhood is also a really good game, and that's on the Ezio collection. I'm sponsored, not sponsored by uh, Ubisoft, by the way. I just thought I'd bring that up. And uh, Revelations, I never finished, so hmm. it's supposed to be good Revelations, but I've never got round to finishing it, so I'll need to do that. As the other two are in Italy, and I think Revelations is in Istanbul. I think I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know in the comments below. I think you've uh, just gone a bit Ubisoft about that. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then the final game I've been playing this week is GTA five. Um I basically there was news came out that the Xbox three hundred sixty version of GTA Online is now going offline. They're gonna get rid of it, they're closing it down within the next couple of months. So I was like, oh, I better move my stuff over from GTA Online on my 360 to my Xbox One. I went on there. None of my stuff carried over. It's like, oh, that's a shame. And then I ended up playing it anyway. And I went online and bought myself a flat in Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard. I got a flat in there because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and, yeah. I've also, and I've been playing the story again because the story... I I forgot how good GTA Five is. Whenever I mm. think about it, I'm like... Oh, I'm like, oh, Rockstar, make a new game. Why is this game still like, like make a new game? Like the rumors are they're not making a new GTA until 2025 now, which is ridiculous. But well, well that's just... because like they want to. Yeah, and they, they just resell all... this one. Yeah, that's why. That's all they have to do. Release the GTA Five as an alpha. Then they release the beta on the Xbox One. They yeah. they release the actual version on the Xbox Series X. They are releasing a new version of it in November as well, which is ridiculous. So they've released the same game three times on three different platforms. Well, um, yeah, that's why. But I mean. it still, but it still holds up. That's the annoying thing. I want to hate it, but I was playing through it. And I'm like, damn, this game looks quite looks really good for a 360 game. I don't even know how they managed to do this on the 360. Well, it I think still it holds up incredibly well. Yeah. So when you say that about the Xbox 360 servers offline. I suppose yeah. that's the same for the PlayStation 3 because that's the yes. version I got the Grand Theft Auto 5 in. I think yes. I kind of sold off the game and I completed the story and went for the some... I don't know. I think I just completed the whole story in those bits. But when yeah. I just went into Grand Theft Auto Online, I saw there's like lots of content released all over the years in bits. But yeah. when I just went into it, I did some free roam and whenever I get into the city... I get bombarded by tanks and everything, and it yeah. just seems like I can't really be safe there. You can go in pacifist mode, so you can't get hit, mm. which is fine, but then you can't really do much either. You can't like rob banks or anything while you're in pacifist mode, so it's it's tricky. Uh, yeah, so I bought the, the flat from Die Hard, and I bought another flat, which is like the free, like a cheap flat, and then I bought. Uh, bunker that's going to be for guns uh, hoarding. It's like cool. And what else is there? I bought loads of little, basically lots of little apartments. Like a, and I got like a clubhouse and stuff, for like a biker, like a biker club. Are you it's... sure you're not playing Monopoly? <laughs> it basically is Monopoly at this point. I'm just buying all the properties. Uh, to to start doing proper heists though, you need to get to level twelve, and you need to buy a two million pound arcade. Or two million dollars, which I don't have the money for in game, and I'm not paying. Uh, I'm not paying microtransactions to get it, so I need to get to level twelve. So yeah. I, I'm enjoying it, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I think I'm bored of the online. Actually, I'm probably just going to finish the main story again, and then uh, probably play something else. To be honest, I think there's a lot of good stuff with uh, story mode, but one of the most, I mean, one of the really inspiring parts of it is. After you go through the story, you just meet up with a guy who actually helps you to hack into the company that looks like Facebook. Then you just go meet him again, and it gives you opportunities to put some money into shares because he just ends up screwing the companies up. 
So if yeah. it tells you like, oh, you put money in, so I put uh, millions of dollars into it, do do the share hacks and shares pop up and you get loads of money back. And that's yeah. how I got loads of money in Grand Theft Auto 5 and ended up buying the best houses in the game. So this is pretty yeah. much one way to like screw this up. And this is what I liked. Like in Skyrim, like, there are exploits, but I feel some of those exploits should have been implemented as actual game mechanics because if you yeah. have opportunities where you can like cheese the game and become like god level, then I just feel it's just one way to enhance an experience. Just think of secrets breaking in Metroid. These yeah. things are pretty much there that if you go into the games enough, you can be able to get the rich and experience because you've done something special in it. Otherwise, if you yeah. just like go into the game, goes into a linear thing, and you don't take shortcuts like in Super Mario... No, I mean, Mario Kart 64. Then you just already squeezed all the juice in the game, which is why Animal Crossing, you play the game for the whole year, and then nothing new comes up. I mean, still, there's no new content since, like, March, the Mario stuff. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. you just go through the same kind of content like every year, so I don't know what's going on with that. It's not even mentioned in Nintendo Direct. No, I don't know what's going on. And it's the most successful, one of the most successful games of all time, Animal Crossing, which is bonkers. Um, yeah, uh, like I was, I, there was another game I have been playing, which is um, Football Manager, and mm. I was like, "Ooh, I want to buy this player, I can't afford it." Ooh, I want to buy this player, I can't afford it. Ooh, I want to buy this player, I can't afford it. I'm like, I would love just to be able to put a cheat in, so I have unlimited money. And just could have fun and just buy my dream team and just like dominate. I know that's kind of defies the point of Football Manager, but like I, I get, like that's another thing. I would like when I played, I did it on FIFA. I did like a manager in a season, and there's a glitch that you can get like a, like a massive amount of money. So I literally just bought all the best players and had my super team dominate everyone. And it was just more. F- I just enjoyed myself more. I know that it's it is lame, but I enjoy doing that. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me, like. I mean, if you're enjoying this type of game, you can get Two Point Hospital, is it? Cause oh, yeah, Two Point two, I think Is it Two Peak Hospital? Yeah, I think I know the one you mean, yeah. Yeah, you. I've been playing this a lot on the PC and I enjoy it, but then it turns out you can get it on Game Pass for... You can get it on Xbox, but I think you can get it on the PC as well. So, yeah. whichever, you definitely need to check that out because if you like this sort of game of football manager then two point hospital is where it's at also they're releasing a new game based in this series which is i think it's two point campus of some sort yeah it's like a college campus i've seen adverts for it yeah i I like those type of sims games i haven't played them in a while though like sim city and stuff i used to love those games back in the day i need to i need to try them i haven't played them in a long time i'm a Um, sucker for roller coaster tycoon Oh, I think the I one and two are by far the best, but when the roller coaster Tycoon Three is like, you get to some other improvements in, but it wasn't still as good as roller coaster Tycoon Two. Whereas Planet yeah. Coaster, it's like gives you more freedom, but I I think there's seriously some competition for any roller coaster sim to be yeah. as good as roller coaster Tycoon Two. I mean, most people just when they play Roller Coaster Tycoon, they just want to make roller coasters that crash or just fl- make the, the the people just fly out and fly off, which is like super dangerous. But that's what people want to make. Yeah, now, that's what I- now I just remind myself where that's 
I don't play games on a, much on the iPad, except before playing Minecraft since moving to the flat, or I mean earlier yeah. this year, I played the three games to death. Plague Inc., Rollercoaster Tycoon wow. Classic, and uh, Game Dev Tycoon. I loved Plague Inc. I really enjoyed Plague Inc. Until mm. COVID happened, and then I'm like, oh, this feels too close to home. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> it's like, I love no, it. I can't deal with this. It makes me... It's like, oh, it was a bit too close to home when I like when COVID happened. Well, when uh, COVID happened, I played more Plague Inc. around that time when the news mentioned last year. Morb- very morbid of you, I must say. <laughs> oh, tell me, I am definitely morbid. <laughs> I mean, I'm absolutely grim and grave. Yeah, so I would say we... I'm just gravy, really. <laughs> uh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> must uh, be punny, so... aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, like this is before the podcast. I was explaining that I listened to the last. I think it was last week's podcast. Uh, I said something about Starfield being a ha- like a hand solo simulator, and then Alice went, "Oh, so it's not solo player then?" And for some yeah. reason, I I didn't pick up on the pun at all. And I was like, "No, no, it's multi. I don't think it's multiplayer." And uh, yeah, I, I gotta correct you though. What? You see, the truth is, I fired first. <laughs> God damn it with the puns. <laughs> That's not George the pun if it's George a Lucas. reference. It's a reference, yeah, okay. That one the pun that was a reference. A referential pun. So what is humour if not pun preserving? <laughs> Persevering, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a nice reference. I like that one. So yeah, I mean that's what I've been playing. Is it? Do we want to move on to the Xbox news, or do you have anything else you wanted to that you've been playing? Uh just move over to Xbox news. Just stick, so, stuck with the simple ones. Just some small steps to it. You know? Yeah. So the Xbox news. I mean, so basically, all the big news came in E three. They had they announced all their new games coming out for the year. There's a calendar coming up, which we will discuss the calendar for the next two months of amazing games coming out in a bit. But really, all that's happened the last couple of weeks is updates, really. So we already discussed Doom Eternal, uh, 4K ray tracing, 60 frames, or 4K 120 frames. Like, awesome. I, Great I have to say that's okay, actually. Yeah, I, I like it. I But yeah, that's the one, one update we discussed. Uh, Alice, have you been playing the Caves and Cliffs update? Uh, I've really, in Minecraft, um, I've really wanted to play this. I've got Minecraft, I've got the beta of Minecraft on Xbox, but it doesn't seem to be up to date with it. I'm not sure. I I think you need to leave the insider edition of it because, uh, I'm playing the mobile version of it and I have to say the Caves and Cliffs is definitely something you don't really need to get into the beta in because... Uh, how it goes is that Minecraft has been receiving big updates uh, in the past few years. Last year, there's a 1.16 update, which basically overhauls the K- uh, the Neverworld, you know, where you find ghasts and skeletons and bits. Yeah, the Never. Yeah, yeah the, the Never. Xbox 360 version started with that, and it was basically just a wonderland with nothing to do apart from killing yeah. blazes. Then... 
and then like in the later version, well, I think that's the one that introduces bases because it's got fortresses now, which is why there's yes. this option to refresh the Nether to include the fortresses. I remember and... fortresses being added. Yeah, that, that that was a while back, but yeah, I, I remember fortresses being added, and then they added the end, and then they had the end. There's like an extra area in the end now, isn't there? Like a second. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Where you can, where you can get the wings. I forgot what they're called now. I think it's like El Eltria rings, whatever. It, but yeah. but you also got some really useful shulker boxes, and I have yet to get to the end cities. In fact, I haven't done so before because because what happened is when one point sixteen came out, instead of like a huge never thing, it introduced biomes for the never world. Like mm. besides the never wilderness, which now the big men look better than our piglins uh, the zombie yeah. piglins and then you get more piglins who are like attack you if you're not wearing gold but when you have good armor you just kill them but right. there's some biomes like there's I think it's a delta uh, oh yes basalt. this one yeah. is like a grey area that's filled with uh, magma cubes and lava which is yes. really really hard to get through but when you get to the game you pretty much admire its full grayness instead of like playing through the virtual boy lens. <laughs> yeah, it's not just red. There's like blues and stuff and all that in there as well. I need to play it more. I haven't got. Uh, I need well, to I think you should more. definitely play it to the point where you get to enter forests in the Nether. So mm. there's two biomes, and it's filled with lots of trees that look like mushrooms. These are basically the new never trees, which is the warped forest and there's a crimson forest trees. There's a cri crimson forest, which is filled with the new piglin uh, guys. And you've got those big hogs, which you can kill for some like uh, big bits there. But you can go in there, like chop some wood and you get some like uh, purple wooden planks to go in the buildings and everything. And I think that is really cool. And I'm trying to get as much of that wood to build new houses and everything. It's so worth going to the Nether for it. And speaking yeah. of which, you go to the Warp Forest. That it's like the Crimson Forest, except trees are green. Right. Chopping up wood, you get blue uh, wooden planks. Well, I think it's Siren or some sort like that. But you just chop okay. up the trees there. And then you go and you get loads of Endermen. And that's pretty much serves as a good point before going to the end because you get never the men coming in and with an enchanted sword you can get never pearls which is why last night with a single visit with some never white armor and some swords i got like uh, a bunch of ender pearls with it so it's really useful yeah so but this one but this one like it's introduced last year and when the caves of cliffs update come out this one hasn't been touched which is good because the updates comes in really quick. Yeah. So, so what is the uh, caves and uh, cliffs update? Because I heard that you can dig under bedrock now. Is that wrong? Am I have I missed? It is wrong, actually. Yeah. So how how so I've I've already got a map in Minecraft. Do I need to start a new map to get the new cave update, or do I need, or is it just areas I haven't visited will have it? Good. Good. Uh. Good point. Because uh, because of a play to get update or some sort, you yeah. I think you can still get it in the Xbox One edition, but it's it's where you used to have 
different map sizes and you can have an infinite map where you can explore as much as you can without limits or it gives you a much bigger map on the memory which can go like a three digit uh, megabytes well yeah. this is basically it in the play to go update where maps are infinite so right. so, so therefore as a result you have a lot of exploration and you have to travel really far to get some new content but uh, with a Caves of Clips update it introduces new content and all you have to do is to visit parts of your map which you haven't explored before right. and you'll be able to get some new uh, bits in it. So so with the cave up, so the I've heard the cave update there's like new items and stuff in the caves so I mean there's copper now I'm sure that's a new one. Yeah and, that's uh, right. There's uh, a monster down there now that's bl- blind or something? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I, why? I'm up on it. Uh, allow me to clarify, because yes, yes, Caves please. and Cliffs update was originally going to be a huge update. The yeah. primary feature of it is it got a new world generation, which means you won't be able to dig under bedrock. Instead, right. the the height is adjusted, so you've got taller mountains, and you can go down the mine much further. Plus, it's got a new generation where... If you dig into the specific areas more, you can find more of the, those special materials. Like, you had to go below Y12 in order to get diamond. Yeah. But with a new world generation, you can dig down, you can go through some steep slate, which is like darker versions of cobblestone, which you can then get uh, darker bricks. Then you, But if you just go close to bedrock, you have more opportunities to get more diamonds. Like, it's basically the generation with the Never in 1.16. Go go get close to the bedrock and the ground level as much as you can, and you have a better chance of getting, like, edge and debris. Like, if you collect them, but, like, smelt it with some gold bricks and use an update uh, upgrade unit there, and you get Never bricks, which is used to, in, like, improve the diamond armor, upgrade it into Neverweight armor, which gives slightly more defense and stuff. I see. And okay. So so this is basically like, it applies the same kind of generation effects to Minecraft, only it has an increased height. But this isn't in that update, which is released like last month, because, because of the amount of testing needed for this entirely new thing and those bits, you get this new world generation in... Uh, the holiday update, which is known as 1.18, and it comes uh, with, I think it was, I don't know, because there's a new biome in the cave, which you mentioned there's the warden, the big, that's like taller than a player, and there's like uh, candles and those wireless receivers for the redstone. I mean, and there's even like sachets where you can put items in into stacks and everything and finding some Mm. fossils. But those ones are coming in a holiday update. But for this update, which is Caves and Clips Part 1, you still get some of the stuff and you definitely find copper and some new blocks. Or you can either start a new map or you visit the area you haven't visited before and that's where you find... Not only copper, which you can build blocks where you have orange metal blocks that, well, it just takes time for it to turn to siren. But you also get like drip stones, which you can collect them and you can 
you can like break them and it just falls on the enemy kills them but what I find it really useful is that if you put that uh, the dripstone spike on the top and I think you have a special block there, I don't know but if you put it underneath the block where you put the water or lava in it then mm -hmm. you, if you allow it to drip into the cauldron it will create uh, infinite pools of water or lava and it will be very useful like if you want to build obsidian gates for instance you get uh, lots of lava because normally, like if you you can make pools of water which you can infinite buckets of water, but the lava you don't get infinite buckets of lava. But if you use the dripstone and cauldron method to do lava, you get infinite lava buckets. Right. Okay. Right. So. Okay. So infinite water and infinite lava sounds really helpful because I always like to have. I'm one of the lazy people when it comes to making a nether portal. I always make it with lava block, like lava, and then put water on top of it to make them into, into obsidian blocks instead of digging up obsidian and moving them. Uh, I always do the bucket trick, is I think that's what they call it. Um, I so, think it's better if you just get a diamond pickaxe with some enchantments and, and get uh, efficiency I'm... on it, and it will make it like quicker for you to get obsidian. Plus, if you pour water over the lava, you get more obsidian blocks. And you can do yeah. a lot more with it. But with the dripstone ones, it gives you infinite lava into the cauldron and bits. Uh, uh, I think it's a lot to discuss about because it's that, those mechanics that comes with big, long dynamics. It's just like, it takes evening to even explain like five features. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so uh, I've heard axolotls are in this. Is that yes, true? They that's look why, cute as hell. I want one. And goats. I don't know if you um, can tame goats, but... I, I don't know, because apparently the gates, like, shove you out of the cliff, but when I... I just met some of the wilds which in the new blocks, and they do appear. I think it's only uh. if you, like, attack them, they push you off the cliff. But I've seen gates, like, pushing monsters off the cliffs. But what I did is, like, I grab As soon as I found the gate, I just build a boat, put the gate on the ground, put the gate there, and just head to the water, and it unlocks achievement for having uh, whichever, I think it's walks the gate or some sort, where you get achievement for putting the gate into the boat and widening with it. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I need to get that achievement. <laughs> yeah, you just have to get to the new blocks, go in some tall uh, lands, and you'll find the gate there. But accidentals, mm. uh, it's very, it's more common than I thought it would be. You go to the new blocks. I think it's the new blocks, but I think you can get them in the old blocks as well. It depends where you go to the caves or some deep things there. Deep. You can you may see that stuck souls where you just come over and they catch fish. So all you have to do is like grab a bucket, collect one, and then you can keep them somewhere, and then you can feed them buckets of tropical fish to breed them. It's Right. It's it's much easier to find them than to like like to breed them. But yeah. the tricky thing is like I had to build a pool of water, making sure they don't have surfaces where they can escape. Because if they uh. stay out of the water for too long, they die. So uh. so I have more problems with trying to tame them. <laughs> but they easily tamed just by using a bucket. But but the good thing is that if you gather a lot of these critters there. Like, when you get to Atlantic Brewing, 
you can just use them and like kill off those uh, spiky monsters before the guardian, and that's where um, they come in very handy. Yeah. I so, mean, I mean, it's just uh, uh, those axolotls. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced them right. Uh, axolotl, I believe, is pronounced. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, because the- they can attack. Anything that lives underwater, like with the drowned zombies and the fish and everything, yeah. they they can attack them, but they don't attack anybody on the surface. I'm pretty sure the axolotls are what Mudkip is based on in Pokemon. I'm pretty sure mm. that's the case. Um, so, I mean, would you? Um, I mean, would you recommend this update, or do you think people should wait till the the all of the cliffs and caves have updated? Or what would you say? Like, are you enjoying I think- it? Uh, well, I think there's a lot to enjoy about it. But first of all, to answer your question, though, I think there should be like four parts of a discussion called Caves and Clips. Update yeah. 1, Update 2, Update 1.2, and that. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so sure we'll um, come back to it when there's more updates. I'm sure we'll, we'll have another discussion in the next uh, future podcast when there are the updates. I'm sure we will do that. Yes. I think for the time being, if you're on the old world, I think it's definitely worth jumping in and like explore the new plot, but because of a new world generation, they said like they said in interviews where it's possible to have the new generation on the old worlds, mm-hmm. and and it just makes me think whether they would like rejuvenate worlds with it, but they haven't really discussed the extents of it, so so I don't know about it, which is why uh, for for the time being. I love to go into biomes where you can like find a new copy and all those bits. Yeah. Uh, so I, but I don't want to travel too much. So what I did is I went into the Nether, built the Nether hub because in the Nether you travel eight times longer than yeah. in the Overworld. So I just take right to the top level of the bedrock, put some Nether portals and and do some calculations. So when I found a biome which I feel is okay for me to visit. I just build another portal there and visit today's biomes without having to explore other chunks. So that way, yeah. when 1.18 drops, whenever I go into these new chunks, then I have a benefit of those adjusted height ones. Uh, but yeah, you know, I... that's what what really is annoying though is. Um, sorry, uh, what are you saying? Oh, I'm not. I was. I was just going to go off on a little tangent. It's fine. All I was going to say is that. I remember playing the beat. Like it's incredible that this game is like ten years old, and it's still as popular, and it's still got so much new stuff being added. I, I really, I love Minecraft like with a passion. Uh, I just, I remember playing the beta for this, and it's just amazing how much they've added. And I also remember playing on the three sixty, and then uh, having to refresh my Nether because they didn't have. Uh, like anything new in there is just plain never you could like refresh the never and all this stuff and, and that's the, good uh, fortresses there the fortresses that's it yeah and it, it kind of bugs me that you can have a world that you've been living in for oh, you could have a world that you started 10 years ago and it won't have any of the new features because they're not like native to it it's very well that's strange. the well that's the problem they're willing to fix out because yeah. they said that they will be having some way in which they can introduce these new features to old worlds, and that's where they change in how the world works. So I don't yeah. know if they generate new blocks beneath the original chunks, limits yeah. or anything like that. It's much easier, like if you 
take old maps from, say, the Xbox 360 version and bring them to your new game with the new update. It's yeah. much easier to do the generation. But if you're doing those maps that's introduced a play together update, that one is a much pesky thing. And it just makes you think, how far does the uh, part of it needs to be regenerated so you can have the new features? That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I think of Rooster Teeth, they had, like, Achievement City. That was on the original 360. Uh, I need to Minecraft... set up a... I need when to set up a out. new one where... Uh, where I can like build an achievement city because I do miss building that on the PlayStation version. So yeah. what you were saying about like they may probably bring back the map only to like go exploit it. I no, I was just saying. I just remi- it reminds me that they made achievement city on the 360 and because of all the updates and stuff, it's no long. They can no longer access it. They've tried to bring mm. it over like. A- they they tried to bring over Achievement City for years to try and get it on the Xbox One and then on the Xbox Series X, and it, ne- it never happened. It never worked. So, mm. I mean, fans have recreated it and stuff for them in the past and stuff like that. But it is problematic. But with a game that this is this old and still got this kind of a passionate fan base, I suppose it's something that you're gonna have to kind of get used to. Um, it's a very hard problem, but I can't see much of a solution to it. Uh, I think that's the problem. Like, uh, whenever the updates come and deal with a generation, there's always yeah. risks. Like, when the Case and Clips first came out, it's got a lot of the good stuff when you go to the new blocks. So I explored some different blocks, and then I found some cotton bits. But yeah. it turns out, like, it's just like, oh, the update comes out, and now the diamond ore and those diodes and uh, granites... No, I think it's as straight and I don't know those two other blocks that are not like stone. These, oh, yeah. if they they said it's been like fixed to the levels in one point sixteen. I thought what? So I just looked up on it, and it turns out for any of those new blocks in the first caves and clips update, the blocks you enter in, you get those diodes and anstrites. You get lots more of them, and you get a less diamonds to find in these blocks so they changed it to the normal levels and I thought, what? I just went into the blocks and then turns out I'm getting more copper than getting less diamond and that's really annoying, especially yeah, it's on the realms that's done by my friend and we don't intend to like refresh it because of the amount of hard work that's been done on it <laughs> It is, yeah uh, I mean I still love Minecraft but I have, I've lost count how many worlds I've made because I I've got behind an update and I've had to start over. I suppose that's part of the charm of it. I suppose it's the building up a new world is kind of the most fun part, really. I I always think. Uh, I think um I think when it one point eighteen drops, where it's got a new world generation, only then I feel like a new world will be made. In fact, yeah. I was hoping that if I get everything sorted out, I can set up a Minecraft realm where it comes in a new world generation and we can do so much with it. Now I'm just like learning how to do farms, how to live on carrots for a while until I got a fire sword which gets steaks from cows directly, well directly, and and then getting some sheep and chicken, and then once you go in, mines for some diamonds and everything, and then you set everything up because when you get to the Nether, you can easily die in there. Yeah. Yeah. You were playing Minecraft earlier this year, and then you went into the Nether. You lost all your stuff. 
Yes, I remember that vividly. <laughs> Not a fun memory. You didn't have to remind me of that. Yeah, like we had the realms and I went into the nether and it was a new biome. And basically, I stepped out of the portal and fell. There was like nothing below me. And then I just lost all my stuff. And then I tried to get Ouch. it back and I just couldn't get it back. It was uh, not a fun experience. Uh, I yeah. had I had three memories recently where I died. And it was in a different one to the one both of us were playing on. So yeah. when I first like tried to get into the one, uh, I'm ready to take on the nether. So I went stepping into the portal and then I died on entry. That's it. No movement. Jump in the portal Jesus. and then get killed. Get dead. Oh. Then I just went out and I felt, oh, I can get all my stuff back, but I must must like build a cobblestone shelter. Otherwise, the gas will throw fireballs at me. So yeah. that's done. So, and then the first thing I did is climb to the top of the bedrock and build a nether hub because this is the best feature for it. Because you can like travel faster in the nether, I can like do that. And I think it's really important when it comes to the generation with 1.17 on the new old worlds. But anyway, without beating the dead horse on it, uh, second time I died, and yeah. this, I'm going to have to warn you, this is going to hurt so much. Okay. It's um. when I was like, uh, digging up some ancient debris, get some like Neverwhite tools, and I thought, I'm going to find that Never Fortress. Uh, so I just look around, go around the circles with going to the soul valleys where it's got like lots of soul sand and stuff and it's got lots of skeletons. Mm-hmm. And then I just like travel around trying to find my ways around it. Then a couple of gas come up and when I was passing through the gravel area, like area that is filled with like gravel, the gas through the fireball at it caused all the gravel to fall and I get mm-hmm. in the lava and I couldn't get up. So within about 30 seconds to a minute, I was literally swimming in lava. Then I lost all my stuff. And that includes three pieces of ancient debris. So, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> so I just panicked, grabbed the iron sword and that bow. And like, I got a wash over. And I found my stuff, like, never white bits are like swimming on top of the lava. And like, I got to go through. But the gas will probably be throwing fireballs at it with some weaker armor. So I tried mm. to build shelter, and then when the items despawned, they're like, what? That can't be that quick. So I just came over by the lava, and then tried to rush in, get pelted by arrows from the skeletons, and then I just fell in the lava again and died. So I thought, I'm going to start again. Not the new world, but had yeah. to like build the tools up again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Ugh. I hate the never. No. I'm trying to avoid the never unless I really need to go in there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then, so I mean... yeah, so then uh, the first time I died, uh, well, basically we found out the seed of the realm, thanks to the owner, of course, and I used it and did some calculations on how to find the Nether Fortress, and thank goodness, like, these things are so hard to come by, because Nether's basically a 3D space compared to the 2D aspect of the landscape, so mm-hmm. I just went into there, got some blazers, and kill some like river skeletons they're the ones that like smoke grey ones so yeah. I just oh, killed them a lot the yeah river? I've got two uh, river heads I've got a bunch of blaze wards but then when there's a couple of river skeletons like I spent too much time in there once 
I've had the two weather skeletons. They like they attacked me, and then I just got poisoned for a while. So I tried to find a hole, and then suddenly I got killed by a skeleton by the side. And then on the game over screen, skeletons got all my arm, iron armor, and I thought, what? And they just carried the sword. So in a fit of panic, I just made the iron armor and tools, rushed down to the Nether Fortress again, thankfully it's kind of by the Nether Hub. Then I just went in, found that, trying to find that skeleton, but I found some items first, which is good. So I got my special diamond pickaxe and bits. Then it just turns out that I got hit by that skeleton, but and I was in fire. But turns out the skeleton is holding the diamond sword of all the enchantments in and the iron armor. <laughs> and then oh, I just got killed. So I just got some tools again, one more time, go through, get all the items. And I was trying to find that Don's blasted skeleton. So I just came over to the surface. So I thought, oh, I saw the skeleton wearing the iron armor. This one is easier because I tried to get the skeleton cross because I don't want to get hit by the magma cube. Uh, when the skeleton came down, ah, oh, 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 I killed those hits with the iron sword and then I got all that stuff back and I was like, oh gosh, that was a relief because I'm no way I'm losing that special diamond tools again. <laughs> I don't like the never, don't like the skeletons taking your staff. No, thank you. Um, I think I would rather dig in the caves and get some bits like copper. And when yeah. I have an enchanted tools, get loads more diamonds, coal, and bam! And you yeah. can get some, like, lots of copper. And it's really good. Fair Deep enough. Slate is a new block, which is like cobblestone. Only it's like, it's like, how do I put it? Uh, close to black, like really oh. dark grey. So... When you just go through the new blocks and you dig down to close to bedrock, you can find those like special black blocks. Which, if you dig them up with a mole axe, you get coppered uh, deep slate. Oh, really okay. good thing about it is that if you collect them, you can like uh, well, there's no need to like uh, smelt them or anything like that. You just go into the crafting table and you can instantly get them as the darker uh, stone bricks type of thing. Instead of like right. smoke gray, light gray blocks, you instead get oh, yeah, the carbon gray uh, stone blocks, and it's really good. Plus, you can like get some tiled uh, blocks, darker blocks, and I think that's what I used in for my house, but it just looks so prettier. It's much darker. Instead yeah. of like building the castle that is gray, you instead have a much darker looking castle, and I think Deep Slate is one of the best things to come out of that update. I mean, this is definitely worth digging down to the first bedrock on the new world because not only you get diamonds, but you get plenty of deep sight, and it's so good. We need to get we need to get a realm going definitely. Um, well, this will come in like later this year when one point eighteen drops, which I think it will come before Christmas. Only then we get the really improved world generation. So I'm looking very forward to that. Should we move on to the Halo stuff because we're nearly yes. an hour in? I just realised. Ooh, that's gone quick. <laughs> so and there's yeah. a lot to go in Minecraft, actually. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Halo, we've just uh, so if you're a fan of the Halo Master Chief Collection, we just had season seven revealed, but uh, it's now available. Uh, it's mainly elite customization for Halo Three, so the elites with new custom armors and stuff. 
I don't play elites in Halo 3, so I'm not super into the the armor, to be honest. I always play as a Spartan. I always feel like it's the a bit alien kind of like, to you, isn't it? <laughs> I always think the elites look kind of do, like kind of doofy in the, the multiplayer. To be honest, I mean the Arbiter's an amazing character in the in the in actual game, but I don't really rate being an elite in multiplayer. I don't know what it is. I just don't. But it looks it's a fun update. There's a load of stuff they've they've added. They've also added um Halo Four customization, the championship uh, bundle, or the champions bundle. Which is basically a load of Halo Three armors for Halo Four, so you got like the classic Mark helmets and the ODSTs and stuff like that. Worth uh, picking up. I think you also get the bunch of stuff that's from Halo Reach over to Halo Four. Like I read that the patch notes and mm-hmm. they introduced uh, content across different games into the different uh, versions of Halo. Yeah, I mean that that's the champ. Yeah, I think that's what the Champions Bundle is. It's essentially, it's like. Classic helmets from the Bungie games being added to Halo Four, basically, or armor, basically, not not necessarily helmets. Uh, They've also changed the graphics of Halo One to match closely to the Xbox original. I, I was going to get to that. Yeah, they, they have they have upgraded it or downgraded it. What would you say? I mean, if it's to look more like the original, is that a downgrade? I mean, it looks more like the original. I don't. I think it looks nice. Um, it's a very interesting uh, choice, though. Uh, I think it just needs more. Yeah, I just think it needs more context into it because I don't think they would definitely downscale the resolution. But I think they would have improved things like lighting and everything, which I hope it's the case because it's based on the Halo Combat Evolved PC port, which I think it may have like uh, degrades of some graphics, which the Xbox original brought some really good uh, visual effects with it. Yeah. So. If you want to see what the uh, Halo Infinite season pass is going to look like, I think it looks it's going to look a lot like the unlockables that we have in season seven here of the Master Chief Collection. In Halo Infinite, you're going to be getting battle passes that you can keep forever. Uh, on the Master Chief Collection, we've basically got seven seasons, which are essentially battle passes, uh, which you don't pay anything for; they're free, mm. uh, and they, they seem to be stuck there forever. So the Elite one is the newest one. Uh, with the Elite one, as I said, you mainly get Halo 3 Elite customization, Halo 4 armor skins, which look more like the classic Halo stuff. And honestly, I'm looking at all the armor stuff that you can unlock. The best item in the whole pack is literally the first item you can buy, which is the easiest thing to get, which is a Blood Blade Sword. So it's the uh, Elite Sword, Plasma Sword, but it's like blood red and it looks cool as hell. Really? And that's literally the best item in the whole DLC. There's also a Mario, like Mario styled vis- uh, Master Chief um, name nameplate you can get, which is item 28, which looks like a classic Mario 8-bit pixel art, but it's uh, the Master Chief, not Mario. So, so it's like a classic Master Chief, which I kind of really want to get, but I have to unlock a load of Elite customization first, which I'm not super first on because I don't play as an elite, so it feels like a waste. But I will so probably get that. The blood, so the blood red shield is it like literally talking about sword. the blue plasma rifle? So the 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 plasma sword, it's that but red. It's oh, like, I know about that. Yeah, it's, I know it's, what the energy sword is. Energy sword, yeah. Sorry, yeah, and it's a uh, it's like blood red. Uh, I think that's the coolest item in the entire pack, and it's literally the first thing you can buy. So. 
That's literally the only thing I'm interested in unlocking. It looks... There's a lot of fun stuff. I don't play enough Halo 4 and I don't really use an Elite customization. But if you are an Elite in Halo 3 or you play a lot of Halo 4, this is the season pass for you. I think this is the uh, the season for you. Season 7 Elite is what it's called. I would recommend trying to unlock it as much as you can because there's a lot of really cool stuff to unlock. Uh, also, uh, we've added the new map Edge, which reminds me a lot of Narrows from Halo 3, but it's more circular. So it's like a circular, um, more constructed map. It was based on Halo 3 Online, I believe, which is the uh, free-to-play version that was not released here in the UK or in America. It was, I think it was overseas it was released. So that's a new map that has been added to Halo 3 as well, which is awesome. Uh, I think also- in short, it's in short, it's basically Halo getting Microsoft Edge. <laughs> it's got Microsoft Edge. Yes, yes. The map is called Edge, if you didn't get the joke, <laughs> the pun. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, there's also seasonal challenges, which is the usual thing. So you got some objectives to do. They seem quite tricky. You go ahead and do them if you want to unlock some new armor stuff. And I, I think one of the coolest updates is the firefight. Now you can queue ODST and Halo Reach, so you basically can queue in two different queues. And mm. so you, hopefully loading times will be ha- like halved, in theory. So if you want to play some firefight, you have more options now, which is fantastic, because firefight is a very underrated uh, mode in Halo, and I really hope they bring it back in Halo Infinite, I don't think they are because they would have announced it by now. But I, love I guess Firefight. it's yeah. I guess a firefight is within reach now. I would say. <laughs> and ODST, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish it was. I wish it was in Halo, the newer Halos. Um, I'm excited for Halo Infinite after looking at all these updates they've done for the season seven. Uh, but as I said, yeah, mainly elite customization, some Halo Four armors. Uh, and then just some nice little unlockable stuff. I would ref- definitely recommend having a go, especially if you're elite or you love Halo 4. It's a new map in Halo 3 as well called Edge. That's only in social matches, I believe, not comp- like not competitive ones. What? Uh, yeah, I, I believe that's the case. I might be wrong. If I'm, if I'm wrong, com- uh, correct me in the comments below. And then obviously... As you said previously, Combat Evolved has been upgraded or downgraded, whatever you want to think. And just some minor bug fixes as well. There's a couple of little things thrown in there, but it's a big update for Halo Master Chief Collection. And it's in a much better state now than it was when it launched five, six years ago. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's definitely in a much better state. If you're a Halo fan, this is the ultimate package. I don't... If you for some reason not played Halo Master Chief Collection, you're a Halo fan. You're missing out. It's a very good. It's a very good uh, game now. It wasn't. Plus, a good you game can now launch. play it on the PC. You can also play it on PC, which is a lot of my friends do that. I've been playing a lot of Halo Free online with my friends who are on PC, so it's a nice option to have as well. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend it. New, as I said, new stuff to unlock. So have fun, Spartans or elites, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that is it when it comes to the Halo update. So, yeah, I mean, big updates uh, all around on Xbox. We also had the Pirate's Life update for Sea of Thieves a couple of weeks back. But I haven't played Sea of Thieves. I'm assuming you haven't either, Alice. Well, I think um, 
I haven't actually tried Seas of Thieves because no. I don't have an Xbox with me a lot because no. I moved over to a new flat, but that's something I can get to uh, eventually. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll do an X marks the spot, uh, marks the box, uh, pirate crew or something. Uh, I've heard it's supposed to be really fun. I haven't played it, so I can't really review much about it. So I don't want to. Uh, well, like, if you guys wonder uh, why I haven't mentioned it, it's because we haven't played it. So, <laughs> but if we do uh, Sea of Thieves, that will turn it from X, X marks the spot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it won't be X marks the box anymore. Box anymore. Be X marks the spot. I mean, we do have a pirate reference in our in our bloody name, so we probably should play it. <laughs> I mean, that's that all the Xbox news for today. Do we want to do we want to go through our most anticipated games of July and August, or do we just want to get to uh, the end of the episode? What, what do you think? I think we just sail through all of these five games during July because I yeah. think uh, I mean it's not much to talk about really. So. Basically, Game Pass has got some amazing games coming up in the next six months, but we've narrowed it down to the next two. So July and August, we have five big games to look forward to, to play, and we just basically wanted to discuss which ones are our favourite, which ones we're most looking forward to. As we kind of went over a little bit with the, with the Minecraft stuff, we're going to try and get through this nice and quick and easy. So... Um, yeah, July 6th, we have the remaster of Plague Tale Innocence. I've heard that's supposed to be an amazing game, and I think we may, I might do some kind of review next episode if we, if I had to play in it. It's coming uh, out 4K 60 frames. Do you find diamonds in it? I don't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 I don't, that, that reference got over my head. Plague, Plague Tale Innocence. Diamond. I mean, is it Minecraft related? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> It'll um, be a tale to tell, I would say. That's that. That one I get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've heard Play Tale Innocence is supposed to be a very, very good game. The Play Tale Requiem is coming out next year, I think. So the sequel to it. Uh, apparently, it's like it's a good story based game. If you like, if you like your Sony type games like the The Last of Us, Uncharted. God of War, all those types of, like third-person story-based games, and Plague Tale is supposed to be very similar to that type of game, but it's supposed to be a bit shorter, not like 20 hours. It's more like an eight, eight to nine-hour story, I believe. And I've heard Is it like a third-person, is it? Third-person action-adventure story game, and it's supposed mm. to be very good, from what I've heard. I've, I, was about mm. to, I was about to download it and play it, and then they announced the 4K update, so I've basically been waiting a week for that. As soon as the 4K update comes out on July the 6th, I will be playing that. Uh, mm. So, that I'm really looking forward to, but it is an old game technically, but it's the re- it's the re- uh, the 4K update is what I'm excited for. Uh, mm. Are you, are you going to be tra- are you gonna be checking out Playtale, or are you, are you interested in it? Or? Well, that is if I can play it on anywhere else than like Xbox and PC, because I don't have those with me at the moment. That's true, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Okay, well, the, hopefully by the time we get to July 27th, you will have uh, your Xbox app, hopefully, within the next two months, uh, like the next month or so, the next two weeks. So uh, why to July the 27th? Because Flight Simulator comes out on July 27th. Wow. Segway. Um, I don't know if my slow internet holds up to it, so... <laughs> we will see. Um, probably not. Um, I'm excited for Flight, flight Sim. Um 
my sister, my family, and my sister live in Australia. A lot of them, so I've not been able to visit them. So being able to fly over Melbourne and stuff would be fun. I'm looking forward to doing that, and maybe see, uh, like maybe flying around my uh, city where I live in Cardiff. Uh, I would love to do that. Maybe I'll fly around Cornwall, have a little look where Alice lives. I think that might be fun. I mean, that's basically what I want to do is just sightsee essentially, because I haven't been able to do that since lockdown. Uh, the game looks beautiful. As you said, that you do need good internet to play it. So maybe, yeah, maybe my internet might die if I try and play it. Um, well, I think that Minecraft works in a similar vein because instead of like flying the plane, you probably like heavily get some like special rings and a firework. So you fire the firework, fly around, and hopefully find the jungle biome. But then that's probably nothing compared to the, some more grounded stuff like photorealistic landscapes and everything yeah i'm i can't wait for flight simulator i'm not gonna lie i'm such a nerd it's it's i don't even know what the appeal is it's just like the idea of being able to travel around a photorealistic version of the world and be able to fly anywhere like that sounds so cool to me i just can't wait um so i mean are you have do you have any interest in flight sim because i'm really into it i'm really looking forward to it um i haven't actually put much thought into it because i think at the moment, I'm doing a lot more cooking recently, and I would say some of the recipes I do take some plain flour. So okay, <laughs> all right, that was a stretch. <laughs> that was a stretch of a pen. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, July twenty ninth is the ascent. I'm really looking forward to the ascent. It looks like Diablo in space or Diablo cyberpunk. Hopefully it's better I, than Cyberpunk because Cyberpunk was shit. Um. <laughs> I keep seeing it in the store, and so it's like it's a scent and it's coming soon. So I think it's going to be like really flashy, but I think as far as I know, this could be like a neon-filled Cyberpunk adventure. Um, yeah. Am I correct? Yeah, it's, it looks. It basically looks like Cyberpunk, but it's uh, Diablo style. It's above above head. So you're above the characters, and it's four player co-op. Uh, it looks breathtakingly good. It was supposed to be coming out with the launch of the uh, Series X, but it was delayed, similar to Halo. But it is finally coming out. Thank God. Uh, or oh, is it more like Minecraft Dungeons? I don't know. It actually, actually, it is very similar to Minecraft Dungeons because that's very similar to Diablo. So yes, I would say it's more like Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> Just a good game. Um, yeah, uh, I can see you're very obsessed with Minecraft at the moment because that seems to be you have one track mind when it comes to Minecraft. Well, that's because that's all I got in the moment. Uh, but I'll get that to that still. It's yeah. coming. So then coming up on August the 19th, so now we're in the August part, where it's uh, 12 minutes, which is supposed to be really good. It's got Daisy Ridley and Willem Dafoe. And can't remember his name now. Charles Xavier from the X Men films. Not oh, the... James Ac- McAvoy. That's it, James McAvoy. Yeah, there. It's about a couple who uh, on a, they have like a date. She's pregnant or something, and then this guy, like Willem Dafoe, comes in, tries to kill him, and then everyone dies, and then they all start over again. And you got to mm. find out why he's trying to kill you, what's going on. You basically got twelve minutes on an t- infinite time loop. Of the same stuff happening over and over and over again, you got to try and solve the mystery. It looks that really sounds like uh, that sounds like Happy Death Day, isn't it? 
Yeah, Happy Death Day, Groundhog Day, um, that type of scenario. Yeah, it's, the world is on loop, and you got to figure out why Willem Dafoe keeps trying to kill you. Um, mm. I'm really intrigued, though. I think it looks really interesting. I think that, as indie games go, this has been one of the ones I'm most looking forward to trying out. Um, it's all, all top-down, is it? Yeah, it's top-down. It's... You're in one room, I believe, or just one apartment, anyway, the whole game. is very story-driven, hence why you've got all mm. these big actors in it, and they're going to be doing voice acting. I'm intrigued. I really want to see where this, see if this game turns out as good as it looks, because it's been very, uh, very highly published, and a lot of people are mm. really looking forward to it. Is it going to hit the heights that it's meant to? Is it going to get 9s or 10s out of 10? Is it going to be Game of the Year material, or is it going to be a letdown? That's what I'm intrigued oh, to it- see. Or is people only going to play it for like 12 minutes? Who knows? They, they could they could play it for just 12 minutes. I think you would kind of miss the point of the game if you did that, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then the final thing on our list, the final game of August that's coming to Game Pass is Psychonauts 2. And I think you wanted to talk about Psychonauts 2, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a sequel to the Psychonauts, which came out on Xbox. But there's a bit of a story with how I played Psychonauts. This one is actually one of the top 3D platformers where uh, you just basically go around, I can't remember the characters' names, but it's it's a bit like a Nintendo 64 game, only it's on the later consoles. And then the one interesting part of the game is that you enter into people's minds and you play some like really vibrant levels and it comes with some humour. In Psychonauts mm. 2, it's just pretty much where the main character gets into the top secret agency and goes into some more weird, trippy worlds as well. But, yeah. I, oh, it I looks, mean... It looks really fun. I can't wait mm. to play it. I mean, I love retro platformers. That's why I'm a big Nintendo fan. And it's about time Xbox has one. Uh, I mean, I've been wanting a new banjo for like the longest time, but this will do mm. for now. I'm very excited for it. And it's got Jack Black in it, who's like my favourite person in the whole world. My idol, that- my spirit animal. So basically, that's like he started the Brutal Legends that's done by Team Strafer from yeah. Double Fine. So he's returning on another Double Fine game. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be really good friends. So I'm excited. I guess that's, I guess that Steady is way on the nose with that reference. Double Fine. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I love Jack Black. He's going to be singing a song in it as well. So that's cool. Um, it Quite looks... tenacious, I would say. Quite tenacious. <laughs> D what? <laughs> D what? Um, <laughs> tena- oh, I love tenacious D. I, that, that was the last concert I went to before all this lockdown stuff. Was tenacious D? Loved it. Mm. Such a good show. Um, but yeah, such a great tribute, I would say. <laughs> it was a, tri- a tribute, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Psychonauts two. I could not wait for. I mean, is that the one you're most looking forward to out of those five games, or is it, or is it one of the other ones? Uh, I think it's the Psychonauts that would be interesting, but as much as I'm completely sold on Flight Sim by you, oh, I mean, this is really interesting because I thought it was just a basic sim game, like those train sims, but after you just been enjoying it so much, like flying over the world, and I thought, yeah, that's pretty much interesting to me. But I think the trouble is, it's like how to deal with like the storage and the internet connection. Like, mm. 
how is it going to be pulled off for some others on Game Pass? And they got their Series X, which only has one terabyte. I mean, I think this is the kind of game that you don't put it on expansion drive unless you no. get one of those expansion cards. And I think, oh gosh, this is going to be me- really tough to deal with it. It's meant to be 80 gigs, I believe. Um, the but the rest of the game like streams through the internet, as you said. Uh, also, you want also they're bringing it to Xbox One, but you have to stream the entire game on Xbox One. Uh, so that's going to be fun for people who have Xbox Ones. It's going to run mm. very slowly. Um, I, I have faith that it's going to run hopefully well because Azure is 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 made on Microsoft Azure, I believe it's called. Which is like their cloud service, and I think yeah. they can they can run it. I hope it's gonna be. I hope it's gonna be good. I really, just, as I said, I just want to fly over Cardiff, and I just want to explore the world. I've I've always wanted to go to Tokyo, and I might fly over Tokyo. That be the closest I'm gonna to get to it at this time of my life at the moment with lockdown. Um, I'm excited for Flight Sim. That's probably the one I'm most looking forward to. I mean, all five I- of those games look phenomenal. I can't wait to play all of them, to be honest. Well, I think if you're planning to travel to Japan to see Tokyo, I think you definitely need to see Kyoto, which is more world, and it's got mm. like lots of the interesting uh, structures there, like those. I think there's a Shinto gates and the temples. Yeah, there's a really good good stuff of it, and it's just like it's a modern, but given a more traditional uh, feel, which mixes in with some modern looks to it. So, if you ever like fly over to Japan, then don't just like visit Tokyo. Visit uh, Kyoto and some other regions because each yeah, of the four I've... regions in Japan, you definitely get different looks in it. So I would definitely recommend that if you've got plenty of time for flight sim, just explore uh, the four corners of Japan. I can't wait to go to the Kanto region. That's going to be fun. Mm. Uh, get Charmander Squirrel Bulbsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Kanto is a real place, though, so that, that joke works. Yeah. Sue, sue me. <laughs> Mm. Um, so yeah, that's our topic of the show is the August, July games coming to Game Pass. I mean, that is pretty much it. That is our show for the week. We normally do book book club. Uh, we have Man Eater as our uh, game club game. If you wanna send us your like uh, your reviews for Man Eater, we will still do get round to it at some point. But as we've said a couple of times, Alice is moving at the moment, so you haven't really have much yeah. chance to play Man Eater. So. We are hoping to do our book club where we'll discuss many uh, in greater detail between us two and you guys in the community. So let us know what you think of Ban Eater. Um, I mean, how's your move going, Alice? Are you, are you almost there? Or are you? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think I would like to say that I properly moved in, but there's some still bits of old furniture that I need to chuck out and there's some bookcase I need to sort out. But uh, the reason I ever bought the Xbox over because I'm doing like small steps because I don't live uh, too far away from my parents, so mm. I just like still access to the family home where I can play on the Xbox still. But I don't have the Xbox over to the new flat, and I think I'm gonna need a new TV stand. But I mm. think this is a problem. Like if there's TV stands, you get those all those different units which you can house a lot of game consoles but I think there's just a lot of them made for like you put Sky and those bits into it but I think yeah. the bigger problem is because of the size of an Xbox Series X it's like there's a huge 
cute rectangle. So mm. it's just like you have to find a TV stand where you can actually fit underneath the TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, I made my TV stand and it fits perfectly. I actually made mine because I, I, I have a 43-inch TV and I got a really tiny room. So I had to basically make a TV stand <laughs> to fit the TV in and to fit the Xbox in. So what do you made it out of? It's, it's made out of plywood and screws and stuff. I used an old, had an old one in my room, and I basically took it apart and reassembled it, chopped the front off, reinforced the back, painted it. It was a lot of work, but it worked out quite well in the end. So I'm quite oh, proud wow. of it. Uh, yeah, that's probably the most DIY I've done in my life, and I'm I don't want to do it again because it took too bloody long. But it it's, mm. it works perfectly. My TV screen has got the perfect amount of room. The Xbox has the perfect amount of room. <laughs> If I ever want a PS5, then I don't know what I'm going to do because it won't fit. Saying that PS5 won't fit in most people's houses because it is the size of a house. So I'm not too worried <laughs> about that uh, at the moment. Well, I think we're basically talking about the oversized Wi-Fi router, but never mind. Yeah, wait for the slim version. That's what. I, that's my uh, mindset is I'm waiting for it when they actually have one that's a reasonable size because at the moment, it's too bloody big. Everyone says the Xbox is too big, but it's like much smaller than the PS5 and the P- and it's because it's rectangular it's a lot more efficient size wise because it's all curvy the PS5 so you need extra space to bloody prize it up and stuff I don't know yeah I'm going to go off topic uh, a little bit here but I'm just yeah well I, I can say that the old TV stand like I did worry about the Xbox Series X whether it fits in and it mm. did barely fit like I just got it, and then when I tried to put it into one of the bigger spaces into it, it fit, but it the exhaust fan at the top that doesn't like it's just like hugs next to the surface, and I think that's where the air leaves. So I uh. I just put it horizontally, and it just works. But the, but I think when I put the disc into it and put it vertically, it just makes a really bad noise. So I Ooh. put it on on its side, and it works. So if you're playing discs, then it's probably best to put horizontally. For yeah. me, at least, it does well on the old stand. But when it comes to the PlayStation 5, I think I even compared the sizes with the PlayStation 4 and even the PlayStation 3. Yeah. And I just feel this one is bigger than the Xbox One and it's not going to fit without the TV stand. No. And the space next to it is what he put in with this uh, sound receiver where I put buy speakers with it. So oh. I thought, uh, this is so not worth getting the PlayStation 5, especially when it comes to getting all that trouble to try and get one in stock. I know. it's. I mean, I don't want to be bashing the PS5, but it's a decent console. I just don't like the way it looks or the, how big it is or anything mm. like that. That's just my personal taste. I can understand people not liking the Xbox, but I feel like it's not... I feel like the PS5 is overcomplicated, whereas the Xbox is oversimplified. I'd rather it oversimplified than overcomplicated. Mm. To be honest, I got mine horizontal, as I said, and it fits perfectly. Um, yeah. So do mine. And there's air but, on but, the. There's air. Lots of lots of room for air to get in as well, so which is nice. So it's not, uh, not going to well, get all heat overheated or anything. I think that the PlayStation Five, you can get different shells for it, so it's possible that you can get black shells to put on the PlayStation 5 so it looks yeah. better. Uh, but yeah, I just recently that. saw the DualSense controllers, which you can now get one in black, but yeah. it also comes in white red, and it just reminds me of the colorful red PSP Slim. Hmm. And I thought, 
wow, they just look so good. And it just yeah. makes you feel like they should put that on their Xbox controller too. But speaking of which, Xbox Design Labs comes out and now you can have different colours on it. So I don't know if Sony does a similar service. So oh, no, they don't. don't. I mean, I'd be, as, as on PlayStation We Trust podcast, we were discussing this, they've only got, those are the only three colours you can get. White, black and red. That's it. You can't get anything else. Whereas Xbox, they've released a load of different colours and now they have the Design Labs, so there's even more options. I And there's a Space Jam uh, controller coming out as well. That looks so good. Yeah, I like the look of the Space Jam controllers. Uh, we kind of got off topic, so, I mean, we kind of finished... We're at the end of the episode here, really. Um, was there anything else you wanted to discuss before we end the episode? Yes. Um, I think uh, in the next month or two, is like, I... Well, I officially moved into the new flat, which is, thank goodness, because last year I lived with my parents mm-hmm. and 2020 was, like, full of bad stuff. But oh, yeah. but then I just moved into the flat and it is really good and I can got a much better work set up and I, I'm really enjoying it without having the TV in. Mm-hmm. And that's good. But the only thing missing is the Xbox and the TV stand to put in. So until then, like for about one or two months, I had to like live in the flat without an Xbox. And this, I feel it deserves a podcast episode, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, let us know if you guys would be interested in an episode of Life Without Xbox. That might be an interesting Xbox podcast. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, that sucks. But hopefully, hopefully we all get that all soon, sorted soon, sooner rather than mm. later, eh? Um, yeah. Hopefully, we, hopefully you'll get that sorted. Um, I don't know what else I can say, really. I'm hoping that everything moves smoothly. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope so. So, I mean, thank you guys for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast episode three. Um, I had a lot of fun today. It was a bit of a... We went a bit all over the place. Talked a lot about Minecraft. We love Minecraft. Uh, I hope mm. you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before I log out? Before we end the episode? I would say it's. I think I just kind of run out of puns for Minecraft, but. Okay. <laughs> but then I would say that. Um, You've hit bedrock <laughs> when it comes to the puns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would say it's more like uh, a tool broke. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening to the X Marks the po- the Box podcast. Um, and we have reached the end of it as well. We have. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll be back in another two weeks. We're not sure. We're both very busy people, both working, and obviously Alice is moving and stuff. We hope to be back in the next two weeks. If you enjoy the podcast, share it with your friends, your family, your mum, your gran. You great aunt. Don't forget to check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. Yes, it? we we are available everywhere. Everywhere po- good podcasts are found. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot to mention that. Yes, and also we're on YouTube as well because that's where Please. most people listen to it. But yeah, if you want to find us, it's on Potato Chief on YouTube as well. Thank you guys Please for watching. Please rate and subscribe and share and all that jazz. Everything the YouTubers say and uh, podcasters say. Share it. And don't forget to click that bell. Ring the bell, tweet at us, podcast, share. Um, 
put it on your MySpace, send a letter out to your MP about us, you know, what everything you need to do. Just spread mm-hmm. the love. Thank you guys for so, listening. Yep. No, sorry, I cut you off. Uh, that's okay. And yeah, it's been nice chatting about Minecraft because I think that's basically what it is. But hey, we love Minecraft here, so that's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for watching. And until next time, too sweet. Later, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Potato Chief or on YouTube at Potato Chief or follow us on all podcast services. Thank you for listening.